The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit. And I have the pleasure to be joined this week with my featured guest, Jackie Woodside. And a little bit about Jackie. She is a certified professional coach and licensed psychotherapist and an author of her latest book, Calming the Chaos. And it is with that that I would like to warmly welcome Jackie Woodside to The Sky's the Limit. Hey, Karen. It's great to be your guest today. Thank you so much for making this happen. Oh, thank you. I mean, there's so much we can talk about. I mean, you've done it all. You're a professional coach, licensed you know, psychotherapist, and you've stepped out. Now you're a speaker, coach, author, and a best-selling author at that. So I want to get right into that because you seemingly have done it all. And I want to talk about what that was like because you had a very full um, career before as a psychotherapist serving people. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so can we talk about that? Like, what what led you to to take the leap, if you will? Yeah, to move from being a psychotherapist into this this whole other field, really, of you know, kind of thought leadership or uh, speaking and teaching and writing. Um, it's a great question. I certainly have loved being a psychotherapist. I did that. I was in that field in that profession for about twenty twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven years, and. Um, and, you know, as you said, helped literally thousands of people, um, both as a consultant or a manager running programs or as a psychotherapist. And I really loved that field. But I, I, I felt this calling to just be on a bigger platform and, and I guess to, to have the ability, the access to touch more people's lives. Um, and also touch people's lives in a different way, and not so much as a therapist that has all kinds of structures and limits and boundaries to it. But I mm-hmm. love being a, a teacher and a speaker where I can have, you know, a, a wonderful relationship with people where I can both teach them and also be friends and maybe take a class with them at some point when I'm not the teacher. And, you know, I just, uh, I really love that. And there was so much that wanted to come through me, so much content, so much material that I couldn't really bring forth as a psychotherapist. So, um, yeah, so that was the inspiration. I, I, I guess you would say I felt that classic calling to mm-hmm. shift the direction of my life. Can I, can I ask, you know, what was that like? I'd like to talk about that because I think a lot of the listeners, you know, have recurrent dreams, recurrent thoughts, or you see a certain word or phrase, numbers, whatever it may be, that keep coming up in your life, and often we push it down. So, you know, what was it that really, you know, made you take the leap, like you knew yeah. that you had to do this. 
It's a great question. So, yeah, I felt that calling. I do a lot of journaling. So in my journaling, I kept getting this recurrent inner voice saying, teach what you know, like just go out and teach what you know. And I was always like, well, what do I know? And, you know, but I started really getting clear on uh, my passion around teaching people about the understanding of consciousness and how understanding and managing your energy, managing your consciousness is part of what can propel us, really. I think it's the next evolution in human, in human potential, really, is understanding consciousness. But what mm-hmm. had me finally take the leap? It's a silly little story, but my cousin was going to sell um, his, his mother's cottage, so it was my great-aunt's cottage, which was a family property that has been in my family for six generations. And when he said he was going to sell it and he offered uh, to sell it to me, I really wanted to buy it, so we, I figured out a way to, to make that happen, and that's a whole story in and of itself, which is quite interesting. But um, I decided to buy this family property, and when I bought it, it's up on the St. Lawrence River in the Thousand Islands region of upstate New York, right on the Canadian border, and I didn't want to own a summer home that I didn't live in. I didn't mm-hmm. want to have this expensive two-week vacation, you know. So, uh, so that was really the impetus for me to say, if I'm going to be... Uh, a psychotherapist, I can't just say to my patients, well, have a nice summer and I'll see you in the fall. So that mm-hmm. purchasing my summer home and wanting to live there in the summers was the impetus for me to go ahead and, uh, and finally close up my psychotherapy practice and stop taking insurance. I came off all the insurance panels and mm-hmm. I started, you know, I kept my coaching practice so there was some income still coming in, but that was my impetus to really start teaching and speaking and training. So I, I wrote books and I developed curriculums, as you know, you're a graduate of my work. Mm. And I started um, bringing those, those teachings uh, out into to, to other people. And it's, mm. gosh, I, I tell you, it wasn't easy, but I've never looked back. I'm so grateful that I made this shift. Mm. Well, has, has am I and all the other students who have graduated, and I want to share with the listeners. So Jackie has a website. It's www.jackiewoodside.com. And I want to get right into that because you have a Consciousness, a curriculum for consciousness living and for leadership. And you helped change my life because I've known you for a while and you um, saw me after my accident and you still encouraged me to take the program because I was going to take your program before my accident and um, then the accident happened. And you encouraged me when I really uh, was not my best. I don't want to get stuck in the story, but I, I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I couldn't see. I had pain, let alone being able to sit in a room with people. And yet, yeah, yet, as you say, I I felt an inner calling to really do this. And you graciously held space for me. So, you know, yeah, nothing but gratitude. Seriously, I want to encourage the listeners to check out your website. And I want to talk about, if we can, you know, the curriculum that you do. Because it's so rich. Yeah, sure. Would love to. So, as as Karen just said, I, I created this curriculum, which I've in, entitled the Curriculum for Conscious Living, and it's a three part series. The first part is a course called the Life Design Course. So, most of us in, in that in that course, what I teach is most of us we you know kind of get through life, we get through our education, maybe go to college, and we start a career and. <clears throat> and then we get them married, and maybe we get married again. And, you know, we just kind of move through the motions of what's expected of us in life. But often we're not trained or taught as younger people to think about 
what am I here for? What do I really value? What do I feel a passion for that wants to uniquely be expressed through me in this lifetime? And that's really what I got passionate about. So the Life Design Course is a program that teaches people the step-by-step principles of how to, exactly as I say, live life by design rather than by default. So living life from the inside out based on what you value, who you are, and what you came here to deliver in this world. So it's a wonderful uh, program, very step-by-step. There's an online version and an in-person version. And then from there, the last piece of that program talks about the absolute necessity of people living their purpose and, and their values and their mission in what I call the highest levels of consciousness. And what that means is uh, living with power and clarity and passion and love rather than cynicism, despair, and resignation, which is too often what people of their default it just becomes like, oh, yeah, another day. All the posts mm-hmm. on Facebook, right, on Fridays, woohoo, it's Friday, and all the posts on Mondays, oh, another work week. Like, that is just the saddest thing in the world to me. And mm-hmm. that's, what I, that's what I'm pointing to about living in higher consciousness, this, this energy of excitement, enthusiasm, and expectancy. So there's a whole science around this of how mm-hmm. to live your life as uh, a more high-energy person. And I don't just mean somebody who has physical energy. I mean mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical energy, a high-energy, high-consciousness person. So there's a whole science around that, and that's what the second course in my curriculum is about called Life Mastery, how to master the inner game of life, your attitudes, perceptions, and beliefs, and emotions. Mm-hmm. And then once you understand that through the study of life mastery, it's like, wow, this totally makes sense. The science of it makes sense. The practice of it makes sense. But then we get into, okay, but how do I keep myself mm-hmm. in these higher levels of energy and consciousness? And that's mm-hmm. the third course called Living a Transcendent Life, keeping my mm-hmm. energy, my vibration high all the time, no matter what my circumstances are. Right. So that's the curriculum that you're referring to, and Karen, of course, you're a graduate of, and you've seen the power of it in your own life, and mm-hmm. I just, I love the work, and I'm honored to teach it. Yeah, and you know, I, it, it's, a, it's truly a blessing and a gift, and it does require some work. I mean, you don't just show up and, you know, hocus pocus here it is and um really you spoke so beautifully about you know living by from default and versus on purpose with intention and i just want to share with the listeners so when you take you know your curriculum it it doesn't mean we look at the world through rose-colored lenses and nothing nothing ever happens it it's just how you approach it what you know what what you bring to that and can we can we talk about that a bit yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so it, it, it's definitely not about just approaching life with rose-colored glasses and saying everything's fine, you know, when the, mm-hmm. the tires are falling off the car. Living a high-consciousness life means that you develop a set of beliefs about life itself. For example, one of the beliefs that I, that I work with in the Transcendence Course is the belief that life is always unfolding for your good. And as you do, mm-hmm. people think that they just have the beliefs that they have and they're not, not able to be changed. When you recognize the thoughts that limit you and the beliefs that limit you, it really, really, really is possible to just change them, to invent beliefs and to change your thinking so that it actually supports you and makes you more 
uh, more happy, more powerful, mm-hmm. more clear, more successful. It is entirely by changing your inner landscape of thought and emotion and belief that you actually become a happier and more successful person. Hmm. It, it's absolutely true. And can we talk about um, what I, you know the littleness, like the fear, the fear factor, if you will, because it does come up. You know, you have to almost yeah, be careful what you wish for. That. I mean, that's, and one of the things I teach in life design is that if you're not if you're not afraid, having some anxiety, some fear, some sense of like, oh gosh, I can't do this. This is this is too much. This is too big. That I can't do that. If you don't have some portion of that inner dialogue, you're not living a big enough life. So I'm I'm afraid all the time. I'm afraid to put out my next course or to submit a publication to a you know like I'm a Huffington Post blogger, um, and and that's been a wonderful. Uh, opportunity for me, but I was frightened to give my first, to have my first post go live, or you know, will people like it? What kind of uh, commentary will I receive? So, anytime you put yourself out there in bigger and bigger ways, sure, there's fear. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's fine. Fear is a, a natural part of doing something that's unfamiliar to you. The question mm-hmm. is, how much are you going to empower your fear? Mm-hmm. So you can have fear. I just don't care that the the fear is there. Uh, you know, the fear, the anxiety is just telling you, oh, you're you're stepping in a new domain. You're stepping mm-hmm. in a new territory. And the more you get comfortable stepping in a new territory, the easier it is to move past your fear. So you know, I I just want to ask people, what what do you what fear do you have today that you're going to move into and move through? And that to me is the most exciting part of of being alive is is uh, feeling your fear and doing it anyway, growing mm-hmm. beyond what has stopped you in the past. <clears throat> fear doesn't mean don't do it. Fear means like, oh, okay, that's the, you know that's my human construct to keep me safe. But the more mm-hmm. I move through it, the the bigger my life becomes. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you know you you know being with you in all of this curriculum, you. Seem to be, if you will, divinely guided. You you have an inherent knowing of of who needs what and how to help guide everyone to their highest. To, you know, to to really discover and uncover what your calling is. I mean, it's it's really beautiful to to witness and to be part of. And I I really want to commend you because yeah, you seem to have this. Like I said, it's almost a you know a gift. You just show up. And you just, um, you know, graciously guide. And sometimes it's not easy. You do, you do break break us free of um, the old patterns. And I, I just want to... Yeah, you know, I, I feel like what I do for people is I simply just, I see people. I see people in their possibility rather than their smallness. I see people in their strength rather than their weakness. Um, mm-hmm. I see their passion rather than their fear. So, um, and when you're in the face of someone who can, can truly see and not get stopped by all the thoughts, you know, and fears and limitations, but truly just see you for who you are, acknowledge that, call it forth, um, speak it like it's real, and just be with you around your strength rather than your weakness. I, and then what naturally emerges are people's passions and possibilities <clears throat> and, the, and the courage to take action. So... Uh, thank you for that acknowledgement. I certainly appreciate that. And really, all I'm doing is calling forth what's already inside of other people. <clears throat> um, I, I want to commend you because, like I said, you you know, it's it's like 
laser focus and you just seem to know and you can tell that it's it's not um your humanness humanness it's it's actually something bigger than you it's energy running through you and um it, it certainly is a gift what you, what you certainly have uh, brought to the world is a gift so i really want to share that and the you know for the listeners so they can reach you on your website www.jackie with an ie woodside.com and your website's beautifully laid out and there's so much on there um I, we talked about the curriculum for consciousness and you know no, it's talk- curriculum for conscious living i just want to be be clear okay. about that so it's conscious living thank you thank you yeah no it's, yeah. it's and um uh, a lot of people still don't understand what consciousness is and that's part of my passion is to make um to have the word consciousness be as mainstream as the word psychology mm right and there's a disconnect with the two of them even mm-hmm. i mean yeah, there there is. People don't understand the difference, and understanding that difference that that everything is energy, and when you really learn how to manage and change your energy, you've got the keys to the kingdom, and mm-hmm. that's way beyond just uh, where psychology will take you. Is that they're based on? Let's look at the problem and let's keep rehashing the problem. Which is not there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not. Rather than let's look at this and really move through it and go to resolution and to the bigger bigger piece. Is yes. That, is that- yes. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it's really changing your paradigms to match mm-hmm. your future desire is how I explain managing your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's beautiful. I love it. I. I truly do. And we're coming up on a break. So I'm going to ask Jackie and the listeners to please stay with us. And we'll be back in a moment. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and welcome back to The Sky's Limit with my featured guest this week, Jackie Woodside, author of Calming the And Jackie is certainly an example of how to live fully 
And, uh, you know, I want to want to get into this, Jackie, because you've written a book that's doing very well, Calming the Chaos. And it's Thank such you. a great yeah. title. And a, it, yeah, it's such a great, you know, title and topic. And I want to, you know, what inspired you, first of all, for the title? And how, how has it done so far? Um, yeah, so it's done well. It was, um, let me see, it was chosen by Inc. Magazine as one of the top ten motivational books of 2015. Uh, I was on a list with such fabulous authors as Brene Brown and Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Eat, Love, Pray. So, uh, you know, it was really a wonderful honor to have my book be chosen among such wonderful authors and uh, New York Times bestsellers. So Calming the Chaos for me is... Um, the inspiration of it was just simply looking around me at the the culture that we live in and how people are just so uh, so wrought with with difficulty and so wrought with chaos and frenzy and overwhelm. Like people are living in overwhelm, like it's a normal state of being, and it's not. So, and then all of the you know depression and anxiety and the the, the impact on people's quality of life. So, calming the chaos is also a personal story for me that uh, that kind of move me from uh, a long history of adult attention deficit disorder and being on medications for that and a history of depression and being on medication for that and believing that you can learn to manage your energy and in a way that you can actually be moved toward the well-being that you're looking for. So mm-hmm. I... Um, I went through that process myself. I used the principles in this book, and I'm no longer on any of the medications that I was on earlier. Now, that's not to say don't use your medications. I think there, it certainly was helpful in me having the ability to move beyond some of the difficulties that I've had in the past um, and, and to learn these new strategies and new techniques of managing my personal energy rather than mm-hmm. time and stress. Hmm. Yeah, you know, you talk a lot about busyness and productiveness and, you know, what what is the difference? Can you share that with the listeners? Yeah, sure. So everybody walks around and this is part of the chaos that we're in, right? Everyone walks around saying, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Now, remember, my teaching is about managing your energy. So think about how you feel when you say that phrase, oh, I'm so busy. You know, everyone feels, they feel the weight of that phrase. They feel the overwhelm. They, they don't feel good when they walk around saying, I'm so busy all the time. So mm-hmm. one of the changes that I help people recognize is that there are actually skills and behaviors that go with being so busy, and there are skills and behaviors that go with being so productive. Now I ask people, how does it feel when, when you say, wow, I had a really productive day? Generally, what that indicates is that you got a lot done and you're feeling good about yourself. And fundamentally, that's what we all want. We all want to feel good doing what we do. So there's a skill set that goes with creating a productive day, productive week, a productive life. And Mm -hmm. in the book, Calming the Chaos, I teach the step-by-step skills to move your life from the sense of chronically busy to peacefully productive. And just a few of those. I want people to get some good takeaways here. Mm-hmm. One of the best things that you can do for yourself to get out of this whole notion of crazy busy all the time is to <clears throat> really start thinking about and planning your days. So at the end of each day, I have people sit down for like 10 minutes and just look ahead to the, the next day and what you want to accomplish. And instead of putting that on a to-do list, 
which okay. is never oriented in time, and people don't know how long things actually take. So mm-hmm. most people put more on their to-do list than they're actually capable of, of accomplishing. Mm-hmm. Rather than using a to-do list, I suggest that people actually put their, the activities they want to accomplish on their schedule so they can actually start learning how long things take and start uh, really over-producing mm-hmm. what they want to produce. Most people overcommit but then they don't deliver. I overcome, exactly. I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this, and then they only do the first two because it took mm-hmm. much longer than they thought. That creates a low-energy experience for people. Right. So instead of that, really think through your day. Plan your day in a way that will have you be more productive. Mm-hmm. That's just one of the several tips that's, that's in the book, but it's probably the most impactful, most powerful one of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm really glad you brought up the, you know, the to-do list because I was going to ask you about that, and I was going to ask you also. So, multitasking is you're you're not a proponent of of multitasking in this. Well, um, you know, yes and no. What what? Let, let me be clear on that. I do think it's it's great. Say, if you have an afternoon of having to run errands, to put on a podcast and enjoy listening to a podcast while you're running errands. So if mm-hmm. that's how you're using the word multitasking, then I'd say, yeah, that's a great way to enhance your experience of something. If you're stuck in traffic, put on an audio book so that you're more relaxed, you're enjoying the experience, if you will, as much as you can of being stuck in traffic. How I, how I don't uh, support being a, quote, multitasker mm-hmm. is, say, you're at your computer and you're working on a report and then the phone rings. So you pick up the phone and then your email pop-up shoots in and you get off the phone and you go over to the email and then you answer two emails and then you think, oh, wait, what was I doing? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, let me check my Facebook page. And then you do a little social media. It's like, oh, I know. I was working on that report. So that kind of Quickly moving from task to task or back and forth between a couple of tasks, working on the report, doing email, working on the report, doing email, is massively counterproductive. So what I suggest when you have to work on something, a document on your computer, turn off all your pop-ups, turn off all the notifications. Um, Productivity science has shown the best formula for being most productive is 90 minutes of focused activity and then 15 to 20 minutes off. So get up, move your body, have a drink of water, uh, you know, do something other than uh, that requires high mental focus. So mm-hmm. move, dance, sing, uh, listen to the radio, chat with a friend, uh, you know, go for a walk in nature. That's a fabulous one to reduce stress. But don't just sit there, you know, all day long, six, eight, ten hours, banging away at the computer, bad for your health, bad for your productivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you talked about to-do lists and really getting clear about, you know, how much we can do realistically, right? So how, could you share with the listeners how they might approach that to really create a to-do list that is, is realistic, whether, you know, rather than impressive for their boss or for their ego? Right. Yeah, so um, so I actually say kill your to-do list, and how you do that is do a brain dump, sure, write it all down on a list, all the things that you need to get done on a given day or a given week, write it all down, and then take that list and transfer those activities into your schedule. When are you actually going to do the items on your to-do list? 
You see, when you keep everything in your head, I got to get this done, I got to get this done, your mind only has so much real estate, so much neurological capacity to hold on to and remember items that need to get done. So even when they're on a to-do list, if you don't know when you're going to do them, there's still that subtle pressure in the mind of, when am I going to get that done? Mm-hmm. So taking the items off a to-do list, putting them onto your schedule, and then, of course, moving them if you have to, if you have a conflict or if you don't get to it, if you've overscheduled yourself and didn't get everything done. Yes, it, your, your, your schedule becomes an organic, fluid document. I reference my schedule, gosh, probably five, six times a day. Uh, whether it's to change things up or just to keep me on track with the, the tasks and activities that I have to get done. But, you know, I don't forget things for the most part. I hope my mm-hmm. spouse isn't listening to this. I might, might get a different vote on that one. But for the most part, you know, I keep track of what I need to do. I get more done and my head is quieter because I've actually got it located in time. I know when I'm going to get those things done, not just what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And, you know, one, one, the one big takeaway I think I got when I began with you was, and I want to share with the listeners, is that your words and thoughts really matter, the power of self-talk. So this feeds in, this really goes into what you're talking about. So if we can share with the listeners the power of self-talk, you know, what, what we keep playing in our heads and what we keep, you know, doing, it, it does create our experience, Correct. Yeah, so what you're saying is self-talk. I just call energetic consciousness. Mm -hmm. What's going on in your head is what creates your experience of things. And so we think it's our outer experience, but really it's our inner dialogue about our outer experience that gives us our experience of things. So, yeah, paying attention to what your inner dialogue is and then being able to shift and alter your inner dialogue to create the experience that you want to have. Mm-hmm. So instead mm-hmm. of walking around complaining about all the things that you have to do, making one simple shift from I have to do this to I get to do this is a huge way. It changes, it changes your paradigm. It changes how you're relating to the activity ahead of you. And those shifts and changes are what have you have a better experience of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I Exactly. And I remember you saying... If you say yes to everything, then what's your no? And I want to jump back into that because I love that. Yeah. So uh, in the book, I say this over and over like a mantra. If you say yes to everything, if you're a yes to everything, you will be saying, a, you will be saying no to your peace of mind and your well-being because it's a big world out there. There's so much more that you could do than you'll ever be able to do. So when you say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that, if, if you're saying yes to everything, you will be mm-hmm. saying no to your peace of mind. So it's one of the primary things that I teach in my curriculum is learning to graciously and clearly say no to things that aren't going to feed your well-being, um, your sense of self-esteem, your satisfaction, to just the busy things. Like it's, it's spring right now. And I've got mm-hmm. about three or four different galas that I could go to for, you know, various organizations and fundraisers and things like that. And, you know, so I was going through my calendar and, and all these invitations, and I just had to look and say, you know, 
driving into Boston on a Sunday night uh, to attend this event. Uh, it's an organization that I financially support anyway, so they're going to get some, some money from me. And yes, it would be nice to see the people, but not nice enough that I want to make a commitment to that. Now, before mm-hmm. I started really committing to these principles, I mm-hmm. absolutely would have gone to that event because I would have felt like, oh, what will they think of me? And I really should go. And, you know, I used to be on the board and everybody will expect me. And now I just look at it and say, how I spend my time is up to me. And how I spend mm-hmm. my time gives me the quality of my life. So I just looked at it and said, you know, well, it would be nice to see some people there it would probably feed me more and nurture me more to spend Sunday evening at home with my family and getting ready for the coming week. So I had to say no, and uh, I wrote a check and sent in a little donation anyway uh, to you know, continue my support of that organization, but mm-hmm. not committing my time to it. So the more you get mindful about saying no and letting letting your no be your well-being guide the better off you'll be in terms of your stress and feeling in constant chaos yeah i i love that that's like you know the rule book like how how to live in today's society right because like you said we're all so busy in the hamster wheel of life and everybody's you know got to get things done everybody says yes and Right. When you said that, right. you know, if you say yes to everything, then what's your no? It's like, whoa, it, it really does, you know, cause you to pause and, and really get clear around it. And um, I love it. I absolutely love it. it it's, it's truly life-changing. I, I, I can attest to that and the other people who have graduated. And, um, you know, you certainly have, you know, a rich life. I mean, you're, you're a mom. You're a spouse. You're an athlete. Um, you enjoy time you know, at your summer home in the Thousand Lakes, you are a keynote speaker. You help people, you speak to people in business as well as, like I said, personally with life design and your, your curriculum. Yeah, how, how do you do you manage it all? <laughs> people ask me that all the time. Like, oh my gosh, you do so much. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you get it all done? How do you manage everything you do? <clears throat> and um, I, 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 I will say I am a product of the principles that I teach. Mm-hmm. I don't schedule myself constant, nonstop, back-to-back. I, I either put in my schedule downtime. So imagine that for your listeners, putting mm-hmm. in your schedule downtime. Or family time. Uh, I put family time. I put uh, care of my son in my schedule. I actually put it in my schedule so that I am intentional about what I'm doing. Now, when I'm caring for my son, sure, I might cook a meal or do a load of laundry or things like that. But what I'm, what I'm signifying is I am so clear about what I'm committing my time to. So mm-hmm. it's that sense of clarity of what I value. I love my work. I love my mission. I love teaching my classes and writing about what I write about. So that's always got to show up on my schedule. I love my family, and that's got to show up on my schedule. I love my well-being and sports. So if all of those things aren't showing up on my schedule, what I know is that I'm not really fulfilling all of my values, and that's not going to lead to the quality of life that I want. So I think I've told this, um, shared this with you, Karen. I color code my schedule according to my core values. 
So mm-hmm. my family time is one color. My work is one color. Taking care of my home is a color. Uh, my well-being, physical and spiritual well-being, each have their own color. So at any given moment, I can look at my schedule and see, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm living a well-integrated life. Mm-hmm. So I teach that there's no such thing as work-life balance in today's society, but it's whole life integration, having all of your values represented throughout your days in how you take care of yourself and design your life. Mm. And with that, Jackie, we're going to pause for a quick break, and I'm going to ask you and the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back momentarily. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome back to the sky's the limit. This is your host, Karen Levitt, and I'm joined with my featured guest this week, Jackie Woodside. And before the break, we were talking about, you know, making time in your life, really scheduling your life for what you truly want. And, um, uh, you know, what comes up for me is the process of allowing, right? We, we don't always allow for ourselves. We, we often have feelings of guilt, like we have to get it all done, Jackie. So I really want to talk about that, the process of allowing our, our life, you know, our life and let, let it be rich and full. There's... There can be other other feelings that pop up around this from our past. Yeah, yeah. So this is when we're getting into the part that I teach about with energetic consciousness. And while that may sound like a newfangled scientific word, what it really means is how you are approaching and and relating to the living of your life. And I'm just going to briefly mention this because most people live their lives in what I call survival or stress consciousness. So survival consciousness is like, man, I am just getting by, and it's so hard. In fact, it's so hard I can't even be bothered. Like, you you know, just really just getting by and surviving in life. And then stress consciousness is you're getting by, you know, you're doing what you need to do, but, man, it's hard. (laughs) I'm going all the time, and, you know, I feel like I've got a million balls in the air, and I'm stressed out, I'm anxious, I worry about money or my relationships. So when you're living in either of those two uh, mindsets or levels of consciousness, I'm in stress consciousness or I'm in survival consciousness, you will absolutely have the experience that life is coming at you. And, you know, honestly, Karen, you feel fairly powerless. 
Mm-hmm. So that was certainly my experience of life before I started understanding that I can, in fact, create and change my perceptions and my beliefs about life. And as I change my perceptions and my beliefs, my experience actually changes. So I teach people in all of my programs to elevate or grow in consciousness so that their thinking is more um, transformative. Like, I can do this. This is uh, how my life is, is up to me. Uh, I need to take care of myself. I honor myself. I honor my well-being. Therefore, I don't schedule myself with such crazy, frantic, you know, pace of life. I mm-hmm. honor my, uh, I honor taking care of myself. I honor meditation or downtime or yoga or dance class, whatever it is that feeds your soul kayaking or or going to the beach, whatever it is for each of us that has that sense of self-care and self-nurturance, to be sure that all of those things get honored in your life and in your schedule because you fundamentally believe that you have enough. You know, that, again, this higher level of consciousness, I believe I have enough time. I believe I have enough money. Even if at the end of the month your checkbook doesn't show that, you, the more you hold that belief, the more it will change. And by the way, again, I want listeners to know I'm, this is all for my own life. I remember having to buy groceries with my mobile gas card because I had no money and it, that was before you could use credit cards to buy groceries. I had no money, but I had a mobile credit card, a mobile gas card, and at the mobile mart, you could buy orange juice and donuts and a loaf of bread, and I would go into the mobile mart and buy whatever I could and put it on my mobile gas card. So I've been that far down the ladder financially where I did not have enough money to buy food, Um, and where I am today is a wholly different experience of, Mm -hmm. you know, I I own two waterfront homes and have a beautiful marriage, a beautiful son, and I'm not, you know, like rich by today's standards, but I'm rich in my love of life and the way that life is coming, how I experience life. So, and it all has to do with changing your beliefs, changing your perceptions, and honoring your sense of well-being. Exactly, and you know, often, like you said, Uh, You know, we put ourselves last. We're so willing to do that. And that's not how we're meant to live. So I really am so, so happy that you shared this because, like I said, especially women, right? We're we're the caregivers. We, you know, keep the house going. We we work. We do this. We do that. We take care of kids. And, And like I said, so often, you know, we're willing to put ourselves last. So that's so awesome that you, you really speak to this, that we can really change your life and self-care, self-love, and we, we can. We are, we are worthy to have it, have it all, really, and, and be a blessing. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. yeah, and to go back to the book, you know, Calming the Chaos. I just love the title. So, you know, you talk a lot about that, and a lot of people deal with clutter. So, um, you know, you address this in the book and practical suggestions. So can we talk about, you know, clutter and chaos? Yeah, the the two often go hand in hand, right? I mean, if people are chronically busy and they're always on the move, always got things going on, it's hard to keep up with all of the all of the stuff, all of the clutter of our lives. A lot of people who take my programs come into the programs just inundated with the amount of things that they've accumulated and the clutter that they've developed over their years. 
So uh, one, a couple principles that I deal with uh, around clutter. One is if you have gotten way behind the eight ball and the clutter has won, the best way to tackle that is to make a commitment, get a clutter partner, and take on uh, committing, you know, uh, a day, a weekend, once a month, or, you know, a half a day, once every two weeks, whatever it is. You make your commitment in your schedule. <clears throat> you put it in your schedule, and then you have your accountability clutter partner check in with you or even come and go through the clutter with you. Great hmm. places to get rid of things are uh, Big Brother Big Sister organization, freecycle.org, uh, or any of the big bins that are in all over communities now where you can drop off clothing. Uh, big Brothers Big Sisters and the Veterans Association will pick up furniture. Uh, and there's lots of nonprofit organizations that will also take your uh, electronics or uh, need, your, need your furniture and household items. So there's so many ways to get rid of things today. So just committing that time and then to maintain it once you've gotten your environment the way you want it to be. One of the things I teach in, the, in Calming the Chaos is a principle called Ohio, only handle it once, O-H-I-O, only handle it once. So you take off your clothes. Don't throw them on the floor. Don't throw them in the chair. Hang them back up in the closet or put them in the laundry. You do the laundry. Don't just leave the laundry in the dryer, <laughs> scrambling around to find it the next time you need it. And don't just pile it on top of the dryer. Fold the clothes and put it away. It takes an extra 10 minutes to actually do the folding and putting things away. Fold it and put it away. You eat a meal. Don't just throw the dishes in the sink. Only handle it once. Eat the meal, rinse the plate, put it in the dishwasher, or wash it by hand if that's the case. But mm-hmm. whatever you bring, you bring in your mail. The mail comes in the door. Don't just throw it on the counter. Sort it out. Put things in recycling. Put your bills in your bill file, your bill-paying file. Put your magazines in your magazine rack. But only handle things once. That you mm-hmm. put that principle in place. And your environment stays so much cleaner and clearer. I'm trying to teach this principle to my 10-year-old son right now. <laughs> and uh, let's just say it's a work in progress. Um, he, he's beautiful. He's, he's awesome. I, I have the pleasure to know him. And he's, he's awesome. He, he is truly living 10 years old. He is wonderful. You're doing, you're doing a great job. He's a great example Thank of you. truly is, living on he, purpose. He's a great kid. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so... When I first adopted this model of Ohio, the people in my home thought that I had developed OCD. So, like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Because it was so deliberate. But now it's, um, it's a way of being. And it, and it feels really natural. And I love it because, yeah, as you said, you eat, you clean, and then you sit down and you relax. Or what it would do is whoever, whoever cooks the meal doesn't have to clean. You know, that's the other person's job, right? Because yeah. it's a shared activity. And and I, I love getting the mail, opening the mail, looking, if you will. I actually welcome bills now, which is, uh, gee, such a, a far cry from what it was like, right? We all dread the mail. The mail's nothing good. All we ever get are bills. And I actually look at this as an opportunity. I, I open the mail, I get the bill, and I figure out how we can pay it. And it's paid, and I actually... Oh, I'm, I'm thankful to pay the bill that I have the resources. And I know that probably sounds a little bit airy fairy to some of the listeners, but it's been life changing rather than, you know, having the stack, as you said, of papers and dreading it and looking at it like, oh, no. 
Am I going to have enough? Oh, I don't have enough. When you really change the way you approach it, it, it really shifts your life. You you really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a whole different vibration. About it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, people can write if they do if they write checks today. Most people do online bill paying. But even in your if you keep a checkbook register or on the check, you can make a little um, a little eight symbol that symbolizes I'm participating in the flow of giving and receiving. So money has come into me, and I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor by having electricity and my cell phone and my Internet service, and therefore money goes out. So it's really, when you think about paying the bills, and again, this is Mm -hmm. a shift in consciousness, you can think about it like, oh, this is such a hassle, this is so stressful, this is such a drag, or you can relate to it that I have all these amazing things, and I get to participate consciously in the flow of giving and receiving. The more people are able to do that, the more that they will have a higher experience, higher energy, and the more you have higher energy, the more good things come into your life. It's true, you know, and I I shared with you early on, I think in the curriculum, right, I was at Dunkin' Donuts and somebody paid it forward and then I paid it forward and then, you know, by the end of the day, my stepdaughter worked there and she said she had like 20 extra dollars in the tip cup at the end of the day because people kept uh, paying it forward. And it was just a beautiful example, you know, just really loving the flow of, of, of money and being in gratitude for pulling up to this window and having someone hand you a hot cup of coffee, which was, was beautiful. The little things, yeah. you know, if you, so if you start small, I encourage your listeners to, to try it out, you know, and, and yeah. see. And yeah, it really is beautiful. And um, I want to ask you real quickly, Jackie, what's next for you? In In terms of what? Well, you know, you, you speak to, you know, person, you help people personally, you coach people and speak to people professionally. You're yeah, sure. an author. You, I said you've seemingly done it all. What What is next for you? <laughs> That's a what? great question. Yeah, so right now I'm working on creating all of my... All of my course content, uh, it'll take me probably a year to get this done, but I'm starting to create all of my course content as online courses so people anywhere mm-hmm. at any time can dive in at their own pace and, uh, and do a self-guided program uh, you know, with me teaching the courses and doing online video instruction. I love that. That that's awesome. I know on your website I want to highlight because you talk on your website, which is JackieWoodside.com, about unlimited possibilities, tool ki- the toolkit, and I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah. So people can download that's for free. Just go to my website, JackieWoodside.com, and you can sign up to receive the unlimited possibilities toolkit. It has a productivity assessment in it. It has a uh, free ebook, uh, fifty six life hacks for an amazing life, simple t- uh, tips, practical strategies on how to improve your happiness, your productivity, your peace of mind. And then it also has a free chapter of the book, Calming the Chaos, in it. So I hope that your listeners will hop on over there and also just send me an email. I do a lot of personal coaching, uh, have clients that I work with from all around the world, and would be happy to talk to you about engaging in some coaching as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once again, your book is entitled Calming the Chaos. And Jackie, where, where can readers get a copy? Yeah, on my website, JackieWoodside.com, or, of course, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble website as well. Uh, there's a Kindle version, there's an audiobook version, and there's the paperback book as well. So if you want to pick those up at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, uh, you can get them there. 
That's beautiful. Thank you. And do you looks like we're coming to a close and the hour always flies by whenever we're truly engaged in conversation. And do you have one takeaway from today from our talk that you would like to share with the listeners? One tip? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. I, I think the most important thing I'd like people to take from this conversation is to begin recognizing that everything is energy. Your thoughts are energy. Your money is energy. Your body is energy. The food that you eat is energy. Start thinking in terms of what's the energy of this conversation right now? If you're feeling that negativity, that drag down feeling, get away from it or change the topic. What's the energy of this TV show that I'm putting in my brain right now? If the energy is dragging you down rather than lifting you up, up, change the channel. Same thing with what you're reading, what you're eating. Pay attention to the energy of what you're consuming and the energy of what you are putting out through your thoughts, emotions, and feelings. At any point, once you recognize it, you can engage in elevating the energy inside of you and around you. That is beautiful. And Jackie, it looks like we're coming to a close. I can't believe it. I'm so blessed to have you with me on my show. Uh, Never thought this would be possible. Me- mentor and student, right? And <laughs> I love you. that. Thank you for the opportunity, Karen. And uh, at any point, I'd be happy and honored to be your guest again. I'm so proud yeah. of you and the books that you're working on and the difference that you're making with your radio show and all of the people that you get to touch in this way. So, you know, please hold your head high and, and just keep shining your light and sharing your gifts with the people around you. You're just such a beautiful light in the world. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you, right? Like Attracts Like. And um, I want to thank Jackie Woodside for being my featured guest. And once again, her website is www.jackiewoodside.com. Check it out. You'll be glad that you did. It will be life-changing. I want to thank you, Jackie, and all the listeners. And I'll see you back next week. Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.